Is Pitt basketball back? They might be. They defeat number 11 Virginia. Let's talk about it and where we can go from here. It's all coming up on today's episode of Lockdown Pitt. You are Locked On Pitt, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, everybody. As always, I'm your host, Nick Faribaugh. And how about the Pitt men's basketball team? You can't help but be so enthusiastic about this program right now, can you? For every right reason. Wow. This team continues to just get better every single day. Every game we watch them, they pull out some Houdini stuff out of the rabbit hat. I love it. I absolutely love seeing this team just go out there and ball out. Because you knew that this was Jeff Capel's last opportunity. And boy, he is... Slamming it home like Nike Sabandi did today. And let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about it. First off, I do want to say it was awesome today just to see the outpouring of support that DeMar Hamlin got at this game. I mean, this was really something. I mean, right, the first athletic event for Pitt since what happened Monday, and it was emotional, and he got standing ovation, and the messaging that Pitt sent him and everything, it hit it right on the mark, right? Because as as I talked about yesterday, just the human that DeMar Hamlin is, such a good man, such a good role model, such a good person, it's so great to see him recognized in this way, and his charity it's almost near $6 million raised now. It really is very awesome to see DeMar Hamlin get all of this recognition and all these flowers for what he he's done. Jeff Capel and Nellie Cummings and, and Nike Sabandi also gave him a lot of flowers, and they wore their shirts, Chasing M, of course, Foundation. It was it was very heartwarming to see the Pitt community come together uh, today in support of Demar Hamlin. It really was a very uplifting and praying for Demar Hamlin and his continued recovery here tonight as well. Shifting over though to the game, wow, this thing had about everything you thought it would. In terms of theatrics, uh, I, I thought Pitt could potentially keep this game close. I'll, I'll say that. I didn't necessarily think, though, that they were going to do as well as they did in the second half. When it was 33-23, to 23, it's not that I didn't have faith in Pitt to come back. It's that I just figured, man, uh, of who they were playing – the style of team they were playing and how hard it is just to come back against Virginia, right? You just don't see teams punch up against Virginia like Pitt did tonight. It was truly 
very special to watch this performance go down. I haven't seen Virginia this off-kilter in a minute. It really was an impressive win for Pitt. And let's start off with kind of the changes throughout this game. And for me, uh, let, let's hit the four big points to me of this game, right? And And what led Pitt back into this game. First of all, the biggest stat that I can pull out is this. Pitt had eight first-half turnovers. Virginia had 12 points off those turnovers. But in the second half, zero Pitt turnovers, six Virginia turnovers, though, and 13 points off those turnovers for Pitt. It really was extremely, extremely important that Pitt Stopped turning the ball over and got productive possessions. They got all of that. And they dictated pace as a result of that. And that leads me into number two, eight assists for Nelly Cummings. That is the second one. I'm going to tell you, man, I don't know if we saw a better game from Nelly Cummings in a pit uniform than we saw today. This was a special performance by number zero. And the point total won't show it. Only six points today. But eight assists. He now over the last two games against UNC and Virginia has only one turnover and 15 assists. That's a great, great stat for Nelly Cummings. But he dictated the change of this game. He is the reason why Pitt was able to pull it back in. Right? It was hard for Pitt to pull this back in. It wasn't easy. It wasn't as simple as it looked. But Cummings dictated the pace of play. He dictated how Virginia was going to play. And then he really, really found some open dishes. Uh, I, the one that really stands out to me was cross-court pass to find Henson in the corner for a key three, and then the dish down low to Federico um, to put them back up by two. Really, 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 really important. I, I think another thing that I look at in terms of number three on this uh, big list, it is 100% Nike Sabandi. Wow. Nike Sabandi coming up huge in this game. There, there's nothing I can do to undersell what Nike Sabandi did today. 16 huge points, three key three-pointers, six quality rebounds. And listen, Nike Sabandi 100% was an up-and-down player that you didn't know what you are going to get from today. Straight up, he was a crazy, volatile player that you watch and you're like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen next? He was lackadaisical on defense sometimes, but he played great de defense down the stretch. He was fantastic in the crunch time. The final eight-so minutes after the under-eight minutes, I thought Nike Sabandi was fantastic on both ends of the floor. And offensively all game, he gave him a spark. He was the kind of the match that ignited uh, the run, right? He and Nelly Cummings hooking up for those two threes back-to-back uh, -to, -back to make it 44-38 uh, to 38 after it was 44-32. And Pitt was down 12 they really ignited it, and I guess Mandy didn't. He brought energy into the Pete with that tomahawk slam. He was awesome today. He was really good. And then the other stat I look at, the boards. 
Uh, I mean, Pitt, nine offensive boards today, 32 rebounds. Really got after it on the boards. Not a lot of rim protection for Virginia tonight. No Francisco Cafaro. And they, they kind of played Shedrick in and out. And even when Shedrick was in there, Fede Federico really held his own. He played super well down the stretch. And they got the rebound game going strong in this one. And that was impressive to me. I think that really helped Pitt down the stretch in this game. Uh, their offensive rebounding kept them in it. And against a team like Virginia, that is so tough to kind of crack those second chance opportunities, just kind of those kind of out of sequence, right? Where you can't get a set half court defense uh, in, or, or you have a jailbreak rebound uh, opportunity outside the perimeter and you can turn that into transition buckets. I thought Pitt did that really well in this one. It really helped them kind of claw back into this. So I, I look at that. This is a team that's getting cohesive and it, it's looking really good. And I want to talk about kind of what this is showing about Jeff Capo and this team. But first, folks, I want to let you know about Bet Online because BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those as well at BetOnline. Folks, they're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action bet online where the game starts all right let's get back into this pit uva <laughs> this is a tough matchup for pit because kihei clark and reese beekman and Jaden gardner and armand franklin these are really solid veteran guys right and Caden shedrick too um just all really good veteran guys and it's a tough team for Pitt to kind of match up against because that pack line defense required Pitt to shoot really well from deep, and they shot only 32% from deep. Meanwhile, Virginia shot 43%, and Pitt still held with it. This was a physical game, and Pitt was great in terms of matching that physicality and quite honestly winning that battle. And Blake Henson and Jamaris Burton are definitely part of that, but so is Nelly Cummings, and more importantly, so is Fede Federico. I think Fede Federico is one of the most pleasant surprises we have seen in pit basketball in just so much time. Um, you know, Justin Champagny was a huge surprise, right? When he kind of came on and ended up being this ACC Player of the Year candidate and this potential All-American and then eventually an NBA player, no one really expected that from, from Justin Champagny when they landed him. I remember when we were talking about Fede Federico in the preseason, what we were saying about him. We were saying, oh, he's he's raw, he's he's going to redshirt, he's just a rim runner and, and, a, and a rim protector. Well, he is all those things, but he's more than that, and he's really good. He's the best big on this team, and you can pretty much directly correlate this team's success to when Fede Federico enters the conversation. Here's the thing that that always strikes me about Fede Federico. He got his butt kicked against Armando Baycott in the first half of that game. The second half, he did the butt kicking. He grew. He got better as the game went on. In this game, Fede Federico was caught in rotations, and, and, and they moved him away from 
from the basket a little bit and got him matched up against Kihei Clark and Armand Franklin and against guys he didn't really want to be up against. And then in the second half, he just adjusted, and Shedrick didn't get anything going against him. Vanderbos didn't get anything going against him. Fede Federico was such a pleasant surprise, and he just gets better each game, right? He might get punched in the mouth early on, but as the game goes on, this guy just plays better every single time. It's actually something to watch. He's only a sophomore. He's nowhere near, nowhere near his ceiling. He's a great defensive player. He's a great rim protector. Great at setting hard screens. And he just he doesn't he's not a he's not a super consistent finisher quite yet. And he can't really create off the post. And he's got more room in his frame to grow into. And I feel like once that happens, once he can add these skills to his resume, folks. We could be looking at a very, very impressive talent here in Fede Federico. I am very excited to see what he does throughout the rest of his career at Pitt. He is awesome. And that continues to come up today. It really does. And in this game, just how important he was. He and Nelly Cummings to me are, are two of the most important guys. And of course, you get you get your solid game from Burton and and, and Henson, Blake Henson just keeps hitting big shots when they need him, a key three-pointer. Um, they, they love that little set action, that pick and pop off the, the baseline. They love doing that, and it works so well. Blake Henson is nails, and he's great defensively. This team had a really good defensive game in the second half. Jamaris Burton's on-ball defense is continuously underrated, probably his best trait, and yet people don't even talk about it as much. Um, and they, they got into transition. They were able to really pick and pop that. Um, but you can talk about all that they did in this game. But it speaks to the team overall. Can you believe this is the same team that played West Virginia, Michigan, and VCU? I mean, even disregarding that, this is the same team against Vanderbilt. I mean, Pitt has learned from that Vanderbilt loss. You could see it in their endgame scenarios how much they learned from that game. Now, they still need to work on inbounding the ball. That is one thing that scares me every time. It got them into trouble against Syracuse. It got them into trouble against UNC. and nearly got them into trouble here, too. Luckily, the ball went out on Virginia, and Pitt then from there ended the game pretty smoothly and, and made some really clutch, clutch free throws, which can't overlook either. Pitt was 88% from the stripe today, 15 of 17. That's huge for them in this game. But that's something to think about, too, right? But this team learns from those defeats. They learn from their mistakes, and they grow with each other. They like each other. They have a common goal in mind. It is so refreshing to watch this team. It really is so refreshing to watch this team just play cohesive and and have a group that can win in different ways. Because they can win shooting lights out. We've seen them do that. They can win by playing a physical brand of basketball. They can win playing a more defensive style. They win doing a lot of different things. And that's always what has made Pitt such a great enigma of the world, if you will. But such a fun one to watch, too. Because Pitt, 
this year. You don't know how they're going to win. And you thought they were just the shooting team, right? You just thought that they were the team that won when they shot lights out because they did it against Northwestern. Uh, they did it really well against um, NC State, right? They shot the ball really well against teams like William & Mary and Alabama State when they got caught kind of napping in the first half. They shot really well in the first half against Syracuse. I mean, that's kind of in Pitt's MO, right? Uh, it, essentially, post-Legends Classic has been, well, we shoot the ball really well, and that's kind of how we win. And then UNC came up, came up, and they shot the ball terribly from downtown, and they just won because they played better team basketball, and then they played physicality with physicality and were able to get in transition. This team works fast, and that's something I have not seen a Jeff Capel team do as well. They play fast and in control, and they move off ball, and they create a lot of different looks for defenses to kind of contend with. Like, this is very much a legit pit offense. There's no questioning that. They have played two extremely good defenses in Northwestern and Virginia and smashed them. That is becoming very apparent to me. This pit team... They very good offense. Now, I think they're still very inconsistent on the defensive side of the basketball. I'm not sure how to read them just yet in terms of that. I think it's still a growing question, and I think we still don't necessarily know how to read Pitt as a defense. And, and I think we saw them struggle at times, and we have seen them struggle at times. But this seems just fun to watch. They play together, and they make good adjustments. And that's my one of my biggest things here. 100% one of my biggest things here. When you look at Pitt as a team, they are well coached. So when you're giving credit to the players, and you should, you should give credit to all the players that have played. Don't ignore Jeff Capel. I've given Jeff Capel a lot of scrutiny over these past few years because it looked like Pitt wasn't going anywhere. Pitt was just going back down to the mud, right? You thought they were back when they beat Duke two years ago, and then it, it just never happened. It, it, it kind of died out. You thought they were kind of back potentially at that point, then it just self-destructed, and and he's built teams over and over again, and they just have fallen apart. And none of them have looked this cohesive. None of them have looked this ready to play with each other. And it's not just that the players are talented. They're, they are. This is maybe his most talented team. But what it really is, is Jeff Capel has really dug into his bag this year, folks. He's made adjustments. His adjustments on the, the on-ball screen defense and and, and being able to get his team going quicker and, and getting them to adjust to pace, it's it's really impressive. This team has bought into Jeff Capel's messaging and his ideas as a basketball coach, and they love playing for Jeff Capel. Jeff Capel has done a phenomenal coaching job this year, and Pitt wins just as much because of Jeff Capel as they do the players. This isn't a situation to me where we're talking about, well, they win in spite of Jeff Capel. They're just that talented. I think Jeff Capel considerably helps this team. And that is a good coaching job. He puts them in significantly good positions to win. And when things aren't working, 
He makes the adjustments he needs, and the team buys into those adjustments. They play team basketball. In the first half on offense, it felt like they were playing a little isolated. Uh, they, they played individual as well because they couldn't get anything going off their sets, their screen game. And, and then, well, Nellie Cummings started going around the double screens, and they played five-on-four up-tempo basketball and could start cutting to the hoop and, and getting open shots in the paint in the mid-range game. It just seems like this team is able to kind of break different things open. And Jeff Capel is completely helping that. And he's helping raise them. So, this team is super encouraging. Super encouraging. They're not that deep. And I think that is one of my concerns. I think if there's one concern I really have about this team, it's their depth. And I say that because they played a nine-man bench today, but Guillermo Diaz-Grim, Jorge Diaz-Grim, and Nate Santos didn't really play that much today. They only played together a combined 11 minutes. That's not a lot of minutes you're getting from bench, and Nike Sabandi was the only man that played off the bench significantly with 27 minutes. So they really ran a six-man rotation, and I am worried about that thinning this team out a little bit. Their main six are good, man, and they're nails, and they are tough, and they can go to war with anybody, but they don't play deep. So as we start to get into February and longer into January, too, I'm worried that you're going to see some of these guys wear down a little bit, and I don't want that to happen because that could be a recipe for disaster. But right now, let's keep it real. This team's playing as well as they have all year. They're cohesive. They can win in multiple ways. They're playing well on both ends, and they're well coached. And they should be ranked. And they also, right now, the season ended today, Pitt would be dancing. They would be. They'd be going to the tournament. It feels good. It feels good to have Pitt basketball just back in significance, right? Back-to-back ranked wins. You're 4-0 on top of the ACC. It feels so good to be there. And this is the type of game that gets you there. This type of victory, type of resilience against a really good team. Pitt, here's the thing that I also look at with a lot of teams, right? You can argue oh, well, that team kind of let them in, and and they lost the game more than that team won the game. I didn't feel like that was the case here. Virginia didn't lose this game. They didn't cost themselves and crush themselves. Pitt caused them to go out of sync, and it was Pitt's doing. And I think that in particular makes you more optimistic than anything. This team is just awesome. It's just awesome. They're fun to watch. And they're fun to see. <laughs> Coming back from a 13-point deficit against this team, man, is a special, special feat. And should not be overlooked by Pitt fans. They just beat a really good team. And you can argue this is the best team in the ACC. You know, you, you could throw Miami and, and Duke into that equation, certainly. But Virginia's as good as any team right now in the ACC. And Pitt beat them. 
and and this place is jumping and the pee is starting to come alive. The zoo is coming back. It feels like a big deal again. Pit basketball feels like a big deal. And that's huge. And and tonight showcases why it should feel like a big deal. This team's good. This team's legit. And they just went back-to-back ranked wins. And now they have an opportunity against Clemson to show up against another good team. And then they're going to have one next Wednesday when they go down to Cameron and Noor and face Duke. There's another top three ACC team. Clemson's a, at least a top six, seven ACC team. It's a very tough stretch for Pitt. But they're 2-0 through it thus far. And it's really wonderful to see. And after that, that schedule lightens up a little bit. You got, you know, Florida State and, and Georgia Tech. You have Wake in there. But it does lighten up. And Pitt has an opportunity to make some real noise even more so than they have now with the win over Clemson. So we'll see what Pitt can do. But things are rolling right down in Oakland with Jeff Capel and his squad, folks. Very, very good to see. We will be back talking a little bit about that tomorrow. I also want to talk a little bit about pit football and the receiving options in the portal because it sounds like one man that is from Pittsburgh might be coming to Pitt. We'll talk about that as well, folks. As always, thanks for listening as we end it. Hail to Pitt.